0: And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. Today we're speaking to Lynn Wake from BeBlessings.com. How you doing, Linda?
1: Hi there Matt, great to join you today.
0: Now it's great to have a chat. I uh, I met with you a while back at a conference at the Gold Coast and I heard you share a bit of your story and I thought, wow, this is so powerful, we've got to get this on the radio. Uh, before we get into your story, tell us a bit of your background, whereabouts were you born and raised?
1: Well, I was I brought up in Melbourne and spent most of my life here, Matt, actually, um, and through my mum and dad. Uh, yeah, we went to church when we were kids, but... I remember really clearly when I was a little girl of seven, uh, we used to have some foster kids, and my mum had led one of the foster kids to the Lord, and I didn't know what that was about, and she really got to share the gospel with me. And I remember just realising very clearly that I needed Jesus as well. So I've been following him for a few years now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. And tell us a bit about your younger life. Uh, What did you do after you finished school for a career? What kind of jobs have you done?
1: My first job was in a bank, actually. And I look back now and that gave me a few experience for juggling the household finances more than anything else, I think, (laughs) Uh, then I worked uh, with disabled kids and I really love that aspect of um, working with Down syndrome kids and just yeah, loving them. So that that was what I did before we uh, married my husband, David.
0: Now, when we met, uh, I'd heard you share, uh, you know, the amazing story of what you've been through, and you actually gave me a, a copy of your book, "Heartbreakingly Beautiful: A Fifty-Two mm-hmm. Week Devotional Journey of Hope," inspired by the life of Bethany Wake. Uh, mm-hmm. For those who don't know the story, tell us a bit of, of that journey.
1: I'll go back a couple of steps, Matt, in, in just that. When David and I married, we were blessed with four beautiful kids, and we uh, joined Wycliffe Bible Translators when we were only quite young, and and supported the ministry there. And so we we had a few challenges and a few things happened along the way to kind of stretch our faith and and help it to grow. But you know the biggest challenge came uh, 2010. Uh, our eldest daughter Bethany she began to experience a few weird symptoms of numbness in her body and her vision was going a bit funny and to the point where we had to take her to hospital on her 15th birthday and the doctor thought she had a stroke but uh, three weeks later she was deteriorating very rapidly and uh, it was uh, decided a biopsy better be done and we were all called into the room together as a family to discover that Bethany had a very aggressive, very rare brain tumour that was basically eating her brain. And, yeah, so you can imagine that was uh, a defining moment for all of us, Matt, Mm. (laughs) at that time, yeah.
0: So tell us a bit about your faith uh, when you heard that report. Um, Did it shake you as a Christian?
1: Well, yes, that's what I was going to say. Bethany, right from that moment, she's the one who really set the scene for us and set the whole tone of the journey ahead, because she sort of made the declaration straight out straight away, she said, "Look, nothing has authority over my life except the Lord Jesus." And right from then, you know we cried together and we just committed the whole journey to him. Of course, we asked him to heal her. That was the thing that we immediately wanted and needed. But as the journey progressed and she lost all use of her body and her speech and her vision, and just everything started to go. It was a, a year journey. Um, for her, you know, her faith just continued to flourish and grow. And while she could speak, she would just be sharing with people how Jesus was with her through the whole thing. And she really got it and she kind of set the tone for us and took the baton of faith and ran ahead with us. But, you know, to be honest, I was way behind in the sense of just watching our they suffer so much and just crying out to God you know, where are you in this? Where are you, God? Um, it really was turning to his word and, and other Christians gathering around us to help us do that because we didn't feel like doing that all the time. But people were encouraging us, um, loving us, and we would read, like, the Psalms of Lament and, and the stories of Jesus on the cross, I think, were the things we went to most to just realize that, you know, the suffering we're experiencing was something that God really understood and that we could turn to him in it. So it was a very faith stretching time and uh, I'm not saying I did it well at all, but I'm just grateful Bethany did it well and she's like an example to me now of, of being out of trust no matter what. Um, yeah, and I guess that's where her devotional book came about, Matt, because we we were journaling together. And so the the journey was a year And while we we could do that, we um, made a journal together and it was really all about what Jesus was teaching Bethany while she was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And she wanted to share those deep lessons and how he was with her and all the things he showed her uh, through that time. I guess she had to grow up very, very quickly.
0: Now, it can really put a lot of stress and pressure on a family when there's a loved one in hospital and, yeah, you know, yeah. such a serious diagnosis. Um, how did your family cope through that time?
1: Wow. Well, our extended family were amazing. They, my sister got a roster together and got all these helpers and made sure all our um, – someone was with, with Bethany 24-7 basically. And then our church gathered around and got us meals and – Cleaned our home and had prayer vigils outside our home and uh, people, God's people just absolutely loved us a bit and that's, I think was just such an expression of what God was doing in the time. Uh, with, uh, I'm very blessed to have the husband I have who's a very kind, godly man and he just gave up um, everything to just nurse Bethany and she needed lifting and you know, her daddy's strong arms could lift her and you know, I saw him just doing it with such grace and you know, I, I actually really thank God that he uh, gave me such a husband and we could work together as a team. There certainly have been stresses uh, on our marriage but um, more in the carrying of the grief and when we realised that we could do that road together, that we didn't have to carry the grief separately that was a big key, I think, that we could trust in God and lean on Him, and then together we could take hands, hold hands together and walk through the grief together. Mm. Um, very tempting to do it apart because you're just in so much pain. But, yeah, with God's help, we took each other's hand and walked through the path together. So really grateful for that, yeah.
0: You know, I don't know how people go through these times without faith in God. Uh, it's oh. just you know it's so you know when when you're a Christian, yes. whether times are good or times are bad, you know the Lord is with you, don't you?
1: Yeah, that's right. And and I think you know as the journey went on, more and more His Word became so precious to us, and this eternal picture over our life, and that the purposes of God and the glory of God over everything, you know, became more real and. Uh, rather than just living our life for this life. You know, it expanded our vision so much and, um, you know, this is where our hearts are now for eternity, much more than they ever were before, you know, and our hearts are to share that love with people who don't know there's a greater purpose, a greater plan for their life.
0: Mm. Now, as Mm. a pastor, I I regularly talk with people who are dealing with all sorts of sicknesses and uh, Mm. a lot of people wrestle with the question, why doesn't God heal all the time? Sometimes He heals, we know that. We know mm. that there's miracles and there's healings, mm. but sometimes we don't understand why there isn't a healing. How yeah. did you guys uh, deal with that subject?
1: Wow, well, that was a process, I must confess, because, you know, initially, of course, when everyone was asking for Bethany's healing, and there were times when we thought it was going in the right direction and we were grateful and And then something else went uh, because the nature of the disease was eating away at her brain and the treatment itself caused such pain and nausea that, you know, whenever there was a bit of relief in that, we thought, yes, God's here with her, yes. And, you know, and that was okay. We needed to keep hope in this life at that time. But as the journey went on, God graciously just allowed us to surrender more and more to him. And I think we look back on that time now and we see... If, if God had have healed Bethany miraculously, which we still believe He well could have, very capable of doing it, um, our faith would have been strengthened. And a few years on, we would have had a story to tell. Uh, we don't know where we'd be in our faith now, though, um, if God had uh, have uh, allowed He allowed that for a reason. We believe and. Now we kind of see that suffering in more of an eternal perspective and and think that for Bethany, the best result was for her to take him home and that's where she came to that point. She said, look, Mum and Dad, you can stop praying for healing now because I really just want to go and be with Jesus and whatever will give him the most glory, you know, in my life. She sort of let her, she just surrendered her whole life to him and all her dreams and so, you know, sort of six years on now, we do have... She has a testimony that can't be taken away mm-hmm. now, you know. Um, so it was a much bigger picture that he was expanding in us through the suffering. Yeah,
0: oh, isn't it reassuring to know, you know, to have that peace that you know that you know that you know that you're going to see her in heaven mm-hmm. one
1: day. Yeah. Oh, and you know, it's not just that, not just see her. We're going to live forever with her. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, when she was born, Matt. I, well, as I said, we have four children and. God gave me a really special gift when Bethany was born. I had a, a, a picture that I was going to have a daughter forever, and I didn't have that picture in the same feeling when I had the other children. Um, I look back now and I think that was a gift from from Him to me, to my heart, to just say, no matter what happens, you know, He's preparing me to say, you actually are going to have a daughter forever and enjoy her forever. You know, So we have some incredible adventures ahead. In fact, we used to talk about that, and I, neither of us ever mastered how to do a cartwheel on this earth. So we said, like, that's one of the first things we're going to do together, do some cartwheels on the new earth and enjoy being with each other and with <laughs> the Lord forever. <laughs>
0: Now, you've really got an incredible uh, ministry. Uh, you know, the, the website is B Blessings.com, so B Blessings.com, where people can see the book Heartbreakingly yeah. Beautiful, a 52 week devotional journey of hope inspired mm-hmm. by the life of Bethany Wake. Tell us a bit about this ministry.
1: Well, I guess there's sort of two sides to Bethany's legacy. Um, one of them is that, that she was very passionate about helping people and she heard about some women in Africa who suffer with a condition called obstetric fistula. She was only 14 years old when she she came into me and asked me to do something about this uh, with her. And little did we know that that would lead into a legacy with CBM. And we've had the opportunity to go and travel to Africa with our younger two daughters as well and and see the hospital where Bethany's legacy has helped many women to recover from that uh, birth injury and help to be restored to life again. So that was an absolute joy and we continue to do that as well. So all the proceeds from Bethany's devotional book go straight to helping those ladies. And I guess the other side, Matt, is just the the building of faith in people who are going through traumatic things and and whether it be cancer journeys or, you know, relationship breakups, uh, just things that have absolutely turned your world upside down to... To encourage people to go to Jesus and His Word, and to find the hope they need for whatever they're going through, that's really Bethany's legacy, I think.
0: Well, it's uh, a wonderful ministry that you have, and uh, I can remember just just personally, Lynn, after hearing hearing you share uh, about Bethany's story, uh, we actually bumped into each other at breakfast uh, at the uh, the Gold Coast at the, this uh, conference we we're at, that's and. Right, Matt. I was able just to share with you that uh, one of my good friends is, is going through brain cancer and we've been uh, caring for her and praying for her and, and you actually gave me one of the books and I was able to give it to her and read through it with her and it was such a precious uh, uh, time uh, being able to pass that on to a friend going through the same thing and uh, I just wanted to thank you for that and I just wanted to give you the opportunity. You know, that there might be people listening now, Linda, that are you know struggling with faith struggling with you know how can you how can a good god allow bad things happen to people or or people might be listening and, and they might be far from god right now but you know in the midst of what you've been through you found jesus uh, as a refuge as a hiding place as a shelter in the midst of that storm you've been through yes. you know if there are people listening to this that are far from god mm-hmm. and they might want to take those steps towards god today would you speak yeah. to them about how they can find hope in Jesus?
1: You know uh, I'd heard about Jesus all my life, as I said, and i I loved him you know as a friend and um had been tried in my faith, you know, in different ways with the loss of different family members. But when this one hit, it just caused me to just wonder. What you were saying, God, is God, good, how could this actually happen to a little girl? You know it doesn't seem fair, it's absolutely horrible. And I cried out to God in agony, and I, I believe He just gave me one word, and at that time that all I could do was abide, you know, which is a word that just means remain in him, just just keep my eyes fixed on Him. And what I guess I had to do was really try and look to the cross. You know that's where I see the love of God displayed, and that's where I saw the grieving father also losing his son. And so just in that, I've come to know, the heart of God more, you know, not just through good times, but come to understand that God is a grieving God who loves us and made a way for us to to be with him forever. And so it's worth keep pursuing and asking those questions. And Bethany herself had, had some favorite verses. Is that okay if I share them? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So when... When she had the diagnosis, there were a few um, of her favorite verses, but she, she made this one her, her um, theme verse, I guess, through the time of her suffering. And it says, from Psalm 73, Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge, and I will tell of all your deeds. And I guess she is still telling of his deeds today. And she, as a little girl, she had this favorite verse. um, That I guess I thought, well, that's, that's a good verse, but now it makes more sense to me because I think this is what she would want to say and this is her favorite verse it's from Romans 10 and it says if you confess that Jesus sorry i'll go back if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved as the scripture says anyone who trusts in him Will never be put to shame. And then down to verse 13 it says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I think that's what Bethany would want to say. Now it's underlined, I'm just reading it from her underlined Bible. And she would want to say that you just call on the name of Jesus, whatever you're going through, you'll be saved. Mm-hmm.
0: Such good news, and it
1: is good
0: news. While you've been reading <laughs> this out, go <laughs> I've been looking at uh, the website with the the gorgeous picture of of your daughter Bethany there, yeah. with a little yeah. smile on her face and little tongue sticking out the side of her mouth, a <laughs> little cheeky uh, smile, uh, yeah. and you can see the love of Jesus in her eyes, uh, oh. and. Uh, I just want to encourage people, if they want to find out more about this wonderful devotional, Heartbreakingly Beautiful is the devotional. And if you want to read more and connect with Lynn, the website is be-blessings.com. That's B-E-blessings.com. hyphen And they're also on Facebook, and you can find all the links there uh, and some videos as well. It's a great website. Uh, Check it out. And uh, Lynn, I reckon you're a history maker. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Matt.